0: To walk. Now that day was the seventh. the gospel of the Lord. Grace. Grace
1: to you, Lord <laughs> the man had been lying
0: by the pool for 38 years.
1: You know, we read that and said, okay, 38 years, but if you imagine
0: staying in
1: one place day after day, full of hope for 38 years. In his heart that he knows what is wrong and he has the solution that he can just make it work. The place is Beth Zappa, and sometimes we call it Bethesda. Beth means house, Zappa means mercy. So Beth Zappa is the house of God's mercy. And it has a pool there, and the pool is surrounded by five porticos, so beautiful. Picture it, Grecian walkways, covered walkways with all the columns. And in the columns, underneath the shade, are the people who believe that the pool has healing properties, people who are blind and lame and have all sorts of infirmities and illnesses. It's not the pool so much that they think heals them, but an angel of God who enters the pool and stirs the water. That's how you of know, the angel water will ripple, and if you were the first person to get into the pool, then it's your lucky day, it's like the lottery, you win and you're healed.
0: So there are hundreds
1: of invalids here. And everybody is hoping to be first in the water on those occasions, who served in this particular way, probably at some point, Ages ago, someone had been in the pool just as the water was stirred, and that person wound up being made well. And after that, God word, uh, word got out, and people weren't sure, but they knew the person had just been to the pool. And so, you know, the association got made, and it's the pool is the answer to
0: illness and infirmity. So, others are going to the pool. How do you know that it's the pool then? If the pool doesn't work every time somebody gets up,
1: well, then I think that somebody recognized, oh, it must have been the rippling of the water that did it. And then, of course, it was just the first person in who somehow was made well. So now you're watching for rippling water for 38 years. As someone once said, any problem that is not solved is not the problem. Any problem that is not solved is not a problem. And for that, there are a lot of management gurus out there on the internet, I find, and they're all basically selling this little of wisdom that if the problem is not being solved, then you're not focused on the right problem. So it's all about how to find what is the right problem to be focused on that most of the time we're focused on the wrong thing. So yesterday I was reading an article by Peter Bregman who's in the Harvard Business Review. And he gives an example of trying to solve the wrong problem. He says, it's 6.45 a.m. in the morning and his kids are already fighting. And he said, you know, he and his wife Eleanor have tried everything to prevent this from happening in their household. So they have talked to their kids about Respectful communication and, and the, the value of family and good relationships and the need for kindness and for civility. And he said, between them and how to read. And he said, and then we, and how to manage their anger. And he said, we meditated with them and we mediated between them. He said, we have them,
0: we have punished them,
1: we have reasoned with them, we have begged them. Not to fight, but at 6:45 in the morning, his children are already at one another's throats. They're fighting again at
0: the top of their lungs, and he says, "I'm about to lose my temper." Then he remembers, if you try everything, it's time to find him a different problem. Finally, the person him that his children don't have a sibling problem, they have a morning problem. <laughs> he says they're waking up tired and they have low blood sugar first thing in the morning. He
1: thinks they're fearful. So the solution wasn't to teach them how to speak nicely to one another or manage their anger. He said the solution was that earlier that time and a glass of orange juice first thing upon waking up. He said those two interventions, the more sleep and the morning orange juice, reduce the morning fighting by more than 90%. Jesus comes walking along and he sees a man who has been 38 years lying by the pool the that somehow his problem is that you can't get into the pool where the water is burned and be the first ahead of everybody else. And the reason he can't is because he doesn't have anybody to put him in there. So he doesn't have any friends or family. Friends and family have thought that you know work. But Jesus asks
0: him, "Do you want to be
1: made well?" Which seems like a really funny question. Well, of course he wants to be made well. He would be sitting there by the pool for thirty years. But the man doesn't say, "Yes, I want to."
0: Doesn't say that at all. He says, sir, I
1: keep getting to the pool. He's still focused on that problem. It's the wrong problem, but it's the one he's focused on. I don't have anybody to put me in. the pool. And when I try to get in on myself, somebody always gets in there first. I'm not fasting. He's forgotten the original problem, which is not getting well, the one God wants to solve. How much time and energy do we waste
0: on the wrong things? You know, we think, well, if we could just pay off this bill, or if
1: I could make another home improvement, I would be well. If I bought a new car or a new purse or a new I don't know whatever, I would be well. If my adult children could get their acts together, if they somehow give up their addictions and hold down a job, life would be well. Then I would be truly. And so we focus on fixing our kids, and we focus on buying stuff and fixing up our houses, and we focus on transferring debt maybe from one credit card to another, and we chase after snake oil remedies like an elixir that will somehow remove wrinkles and all signs of aging and regrow hair.
0: And then Jesus walks up after we've
1: done all of our best to fix all of our problems and says something really, which seems sort of obvious and like a stupid question. Do you want to be made well? Or do you want to keep on doing what you're doing? Wow. You know,
0: Jesus doesn't
1: even use the water. He doesn't even use the pool. The water isn't the solution.
0: The power of God power of God for life is the solution. So Jesus says to the man, and he does. The man gets up off the ground after 38 years, rolls up his mat, and starts walking. And really well, truly really well. He can just walk. There's more to the life than walking well the I mean, world. Think about that. There's a man who for 38 years man, he just, uh, walks up to him, asks him if he wants to be made well. And all he doesn't say he does, he just reiterates all of his And what he stands up and what, and nothing. I
1: mean, there's no ratitude, there's no fawning over Jesus, there's no jumping up and down in the air and dancing around and doing the do not answer. None of this. I mean, he's he's just I I find it kind of unfathomable. I met that man just last week, Friday evening. I came. And at the end of the day, and it turns out about a half hour before I got to the house, my husband had noticed an elderly dog out in the door and looked kind of lost. It was a golden retriever. We she was maybe like 12 or 13 years old. But a sweetheart, a buzzbell,
0: law and everyone in a you line. Know, and she had gone on walkabouts, apparently a friendly house. She had no collar, no identification, and so
1: he fed her and watered her and felt bad for her. And when I got home, I scrambled and called the vet, and I rushed to the vet and got there just they were closing, and they held the wand over her back and a bit feet, and so sure enough she had a chip. And then they give us this website that we can go and report a found dog for that owner. And then the somehow the website facilitates the owner getting In the meantime, Ed had posted on our, I don't know what that neighborhood, what's it called next door? Next door. Yeah, he had posted on next door about this dog and somebody had said, oh, that sounds like my neighbor's dog. 30 minutes after getting back home from the vet with the dog, I felt bad for her. She was barking at our, oh, we had her in the garage and she was barking at the door. So I took her out on the front lawn and was walking around and we and she had to be to do thing. And this man comes flying up in his pickup truck and he pops out and he says, um, Come on, Phoebe. And he calls her to get in the truck. He has to get her loose. And then in an off way, he says, Yeah, I hate to say, but this is the first time she's done this. And I thought not well, so wanted to put a curl on her. And then he just started He was on his way. No, thank you. No, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I can't. I, you know, we're so appreciative, and you know, we're so worried. No, 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 none of that.
0: And then I finally said,
1: "Hi, I'm Alex." <laughs> he said, "Yeah, I'm Chad." And then he was off. <laughs> In the same way, the man just heels this up and walks out of the street carrying his mat, and he doesn't look back. He doesn't think Jesus on another. Until the police stung him for questioning. See, it's against the law to carry her back on the Sabbath. you not supposed
0: to do work, that's what He said, Well, the man who healed me he told me, to. uh-huh. I'm called.
1: <laughs> who healed you? I don't know. I mean, never even bothered to find out. Wow. And a little later, he sees Jesus again, and he still doesn't go over to Jesus, thank Jesus, throw his arms around Jesus, that nothing. He just points to them and says to the officer, That's him, that's the guy that killed me. He's the one who told me to carry my back. It is his fault. Cured, but not well. Wellness. In the angel world, it's not just about functionality or disease, it's not about the body, necessarily, wellness. Wellness is about relationships. Wellness is about being in the right relationship, having the right bonds with God and other people. It's all about, um, it's all about love. It's about having a place in the community. It's having people who know you and care about you or being valued by other people, it's value other It's having friends who will help you out. That's wellness. As wellness, as knowing who you are, who you are. Wellness is knowing the love of God. If he were really well, the man would be focused on Jesus. If he were really well, the man would be thanking Jesus, doing the do that and following. Jesus, not wandering around in the city square, clueless. If he were well, he would be focused on God's amazing grace. If he were well, he would be grateful. He would follow the Savior, the one whom God sent. Jesus, who knows our problems and our troubles, and who sees us sitting here by the pool, focused on the wrong things and feeling for him. And that Lord
0: reaches out to us and invites us to consider the problem again. do we want to be made that? God's solution is right in front of us all the time. Jesus is the answer. You can
1: ask every Sunday school child. If the teacher asks you a problem
0: and you don't know the answer or you're not sure about your answer, just say Jesus. And 90% of the when we are focused on Jesus, we can't also be
1: focused on ourselves. We cannot focus on God and all that God is doing and still be filled with self-pity, self-righteousness, or any of the other selfish things. If we're following Jesus, if we're reading God's good news for other people, well, then our
0: own frustration is in the wrong way. Wellness is so much better than just walking Wellness is being made one with God and one another. Wellness is being um, in
1: that bond of love that surpasses death, that is out of the reach of death and the grave. Wellness is knowing the God who gives eternal life, whose arms are always around us, in whom whose heart we all dwell. Wellness. Is that spirit that is present in every breath and in the space between every single breath? So let us give thanks to the Lord who
0: has given us. <laughs>